welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. I am Danny Ryan. Joined with you in studio, Tony Scott. How are you doing, Danny? Good. And Carl East is on the phone. I am here. Okay, let's maybe do some simple introductions, um, because it is a new year. We might have new audience members. Hopefully. Hopefully. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? (laughs) Maybe. Okay, um, so how would you describe me, Tony? You're the heart and soul of our operation. I don't know what we could do without you. Well, I wouldn't say that, Tony. Oh, and an expert. In a a hockey. You're an expert at high school hockey. Okay, with limited eye rolls. Um, Tony, you run the youth hockey up here. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have seen most of these kids growing up. Not all, but most. Yep. Whether it be, you know, since they were squirts all the way through, or you get a kid like Ben Steves, who I saw play at the high school... Elite League, who moved in here from Connecticut yep. just recently. He's playing for the uh, Western Suburb All-Star Team, the Eden Prairie Eagles. We'll get to them quite a bit, I'm sure, in this show. Wow. Um, I probably have seen the most games out of us at the high school level, maybe in the state. When? Uh, in the last three years. Oh, I was like, I like this, this Elite League season, I'm, we're about even. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that I've probably been to over 250 oh, yeah. games in the last four years. This over is something I don't wouldn't take pride in. Okay, you? well, we'll have so, to give a, a participation medal. <laughs> thank you, Carl. Carl East is on the phone in Duluth. Carl runs the forum. What's the official title for it, Carl? Uh, he, United States High School Hockey Forums, which focuses it's mostly on high, Minnesota sure high school hockey. Much other than Minnesota, but we, 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 we try. <laughs> um, you also make Tony's top ten for the youth. Hockey up, right? That I do. I've been doing rankings starting on the forum. This will now be my 11th year of doing this for AA. Wow. I've been on Youth Hockey Hub for a few years now, too. Fantastic. People well, love it. Before we jump into the rankings, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Tony. Red and Black League. They expanded this year. Much thanks to us making people know out there that uh, they have a great league out there for kids that, who play anywhere from JV to varsity. Kids who want to play, you know, multi-sports in the fall. Uh, want to play a hockey league where there aren't going to be a lot of checking. What They want to keep the skates wet. Uh, get ready for tryouts. Uh, they had their North-South Championship uh, last week. And uh, the South won, of course. Uh, the pink team won <laughs> both the South League and the uh, North-South uh, Championship game. So shout-out to Brian Hansen and all the people over at the Magicians who put on a great league. I was at the Shakopee Bowl uh, a couple weeks ago, and these two guys walked in, and they just started talking about the Red-Black League, and I had to stop them. I go, wait, were you guys talking about the Red-Black League? I mean, it's... It's a big league. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if people in Shakopee are talking hockey and they're talking about the red and black league, 
And that's the one thing that Brian has done a great job at. He's finding kids that are in these, you know, off-brand, for the lack of a better term, schools. You know, you get a lot of kids from Shakopee, Mountain West Tonka, Blaine. Uh, Sartell was a big one a few years back. You know, Jefferson, Apple Valley. He does a really nice job of finding kids all over the place and putting them together on teams and building kind of a nice community there for high school hockey. Perfect sponsor for our league because we don't just focus on just the top teams. No. Nope. We try to focus on them all. Well, but let's focus on the top teams in Class 2A for a little bit. Absolutely. Carl, what's your preseason ranking? All right. As we're here for the first time, my top 10 are number one, Eden Prairie. Number two, the Milk State Margaret. Number three, Andover. Number four, Rosemount. Number five, Maple Grove. Number six, Minnetonka, number seven, Blaine, number eight, Blake, number nine, Ilmarie, and number ten, Edina. Okay. Mm. Well, normally we destroy Carl's top tens, but this show is a little bit different because we're going to go section by section in Class 2A right now. And then we can destroy him? And we can destroy in that segment. Okay, good, because I'm ready to destroy him right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let's I, feel like I, I feel like a cat in a cage right now. I know you do. Just let me out. Well, we've had a long day already yes, trying to soundproof this. <laughs> yes. So... Let's start um, with Section 1AA, the South. Okay, let's start Lakeville South. Carl, Lakeville South, what about these Cougars? Uh, so Lakeville South is actually not far out of the top ten in my rankings this year. You know, They had a good showing last year, went to the state tournament, took a very good Eden Prairie team to three overtimes, and though well, they're missing Henry Welsh, a goaltender off that team, they've got some very good young talent you know, that really required that team from a year ago. Kids like Kate Aaron Holtz, Jack Novak, Griffin Lipke, they're all back, and the team's looking pretty good. Well, I think that you're wrong. I think they are a top 10 team, but I don't make the rankings. I leave that to you, Carl. Um, I think they're going to be really good. They bring in Griffin's little brother, Tanner, comes into the team. He'll be a freshman on the team, but he's a Division One commit to Nebraska-Omaha. They bring in a kid from uh, Farmington who's a transfer from Farmington, Ashton Doms. He'll make an immediate impact in their top six. Uh, I saw them this summer uh, over, they had like nine teams over in the, in the summer event. <laughs> they got a lot of talent and they got a great coach. Um, I think this is a top 10 team. This is a certain, I mean, they're like a 70%, if you ask me, chance to make state. And I think they'll do well in the state tournament. Well, those who remember what Coach Kiyomi did last year at the state tournament, he was a bounce away yeah. from making it to the next round. I mean, probably one of the more entertaining games of last year's tournament, although yeah. there was a couple. Yeah. Um, Including I, the final. Yeah, exactly. I think... No one was there. No one was there. No. Blame the meteorologist for that debacle. But I, I think this is a good team. We also, this year, made some schedule grades. Yeah. So okay. um, Carl and I kind of sat through yesterday making some grades on team schedules. We see Lakeville South as a C minus. So uh, Tony's not a, great not a great schedule. Their conference kind of brings this down a little bit. Um, and we just don't see a lot of competition there, but that is common among the 1AA. You guys have always had a low opinion, just is it fair to say of the South Suburban Conference? Uh, yes. I think with Prior Lake sophomore class, 
that Prior Lake is good. I think Rose Mountain is good. I think Lakeville North is better than most people think. Uh, East Fuse team uh, last year returns a lot of good players. I think this is a really good conference. I I think, and I think they're the second best team in the conference. I think it's a, the, the B plus B minus. They're going to play in the St. Louis Park tournament. Uh, they're going to get some good games, and uh, they always play Duluth East every year. You know, I I view that conference, with the exception of Rosemount, is always uh, this year as being always equally yoked in mediocrity. They yeah. beat up on each other. Okay, and they lose games that they should win. I think the the Farmingtons and Shakopees are in that bottom, but I think the rest of them are always pretty competitive with the rest of the state. Okay, moving on, Lakeville North. Carl, what's what's going on in the North? Lakeville North uh, returns a decent amount of talent from a section finalist a year ago as well. Um, Caden Smith, probably their headliner there. Um, Starting a new era with a new coach, Jake Taylor coming in to take over for the... uh, Change there, but you know, otherwise it's just been a uh, it's a team with decent decent depth, but just not quite the same level as well. I think their talent level is about the same as last year, maybe a, a, a half a grade below because they lose you know two great seniors from last year's team, um, Griffin and Schneider. Yep, right. Yep. So they're gonna be down a little bit. They lose lose a good lose one of their two good goalies. Um, but I think overall, we, we don't know a lot because how good a coach is Jake Taylor? Maybe Jake Taylor yeah. brings this team to a different level. Yeah, we don't is, know. It's what is the unknown. absence of Trent Eidner due to this team? Trent's very good at making a lot out of not a lot. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen that the last couple of years with Lakeville North. You know, they had an undefeated team. But that team was loaded top to bottom. Their last couple of teams have not been like that. And he's taken some good teams down, too. Yeah. So I would say that it, it, this is a mystery. This is a question mark. I couldn't say anything about this team other than they got a plenty of returning talent. And if someone said to me, I'm looking in a crystal ball and they make it state, I wouldn't be surprised at all just because of the rivalry game with Lakeville. Okay, Carl, what about Hastings? Do you see Hastings making it to state this year? Um, I think it's a long shot, but they have a shot. Uh, they bring back a good quality core from a team that, you know, they haven't had a couple good wins last year. Was started knocking on the door of the top 25 a few times. I mean, great bully in Tyler Ricarville. So there's there's talent here. Um, they're kind of an unknown because they don't really play the Lake Bills much. So there is a, there's a game between these things and North near the end of the season, thankfully. I'll give us some perspective, but it's possible. And, Carl, when's the last time a number one seed got put into running time? In a section. In a section game. <laughs> in sections? Um, good question. We couldn't find that. It can't last. be found. It's like a unicorn. You yeah. cannot be found. So, with that being said, um, we kind of saw Hastings' schedule as kind of a C coming into the season. Um, yes, they will play some Hill and St. Thomas Academy, but – they're at a different competition level than a Hastings is. And so, and Hastings just fails to schedule the one AA team. So, uh, if I were a teacher using your grading system, yes. Hastings is a C and Lakefield South is a C minus? C plus. Oh, because I thought you said C minus. No, Whatever. no, C plus. I still don't think you're right. North but. is a B minus, if you're wondering. 
Oh, okay. All right. Can we move from this section because this is the Do you want to talk about Rochester sections? Century? No, no, I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> then we'll go on. I love Rochester Century, but they're not going to We learned plenty out of the Rochester. We fell into the Rochester You did. Hastings trap last year. I'm still a little stung by those two. I'm not believing it until they make a section semifinal upset. So, in all intents and purposes, this We're is just, north and south. Yep, north and south, and we could just move on to two double A. What? Okay. Do we want to say who we see coming out of this? I, south's of seventy thirty, in my opinion. Carl, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I see South coming out of this section right now. Okay. Two, double A. Mm. Okay, now we got some juice coming here. Do we want to talk about the number one team in the state, Carl? Sure, let's talk about that number one team in the state. They're, they're an interesting number one team. Okay. If you look at the Eden Prairie team, I mean, they, they have just a ton of front-end talent. If you look at the middle staff brothers, you've got Bruholt, Carter Batchelder, got Nathan Langerbender coming in from Cloquet, got Ben Steves coming in, got a... Jackson Blake coming up for the Bantam team. It's just loaded with top-end talent. I think the question with this team is, how do they round out the rest of the roster? Then how do all these great parts fit together? Because a lot of them haven't played together. And you know, I think there's some questions as to how, you know, the defending runners up. Um, so kind of, they figure things out now that they no longer have Jack Jensen leading the way. And lost a couple other key seniors who were you know, great depth players like a year ago. Uh, Carl, you didn't mention Drew Holt. There's more players that you just didn't did. even list off. This team is deep, okay? I I just don't see how somebody matches up on second line depth against this team. Third line. Third line depth. Yeah, it's just it's sickening how deep this team is. The only problem with this team is like some of the Grady Dyna teams that don't make it to state. Goaltending is it, a question mark. No, not even that. It's just it's like can the chemistry the chemistry could the only thing could go wrong with this team is the chemistry, and I'm not saying oh they got a bunch of bad kids in this no. team. It's just when you have this many great players, there's only one puck, and there's only six to eight goals a game. I mean when when it goes bad, it could go bad quickly. Yeah, we saw Tonka last year against Holy Family in the section semis. That team was superior to Holy Family. Yeah, but once in one game where it just starts spiraling, Puck-luck. it's just. That the the only thing that go you know, this chemistry is the only thing that could be bad with this team. But everything right now, this team is the number one team in the state. They are loaded top to bottom with all that talent that Carl said. They have five D one commits, I think, right now. I it, can't count that one, high. Two, three, four. Yes. You've lost a couple fingers, I see. So yeah, well, Holt's not committed. Steve's isn't committed, but they're better than probably ten to fifteen kids that are committed in the state. <laughs> Fact. I mean, it's. A, I mean, it's sure it's my opinion, but it's. Yeah, this team's going to finish with a lot more commits than it has right now, but it has yeah. five current commits. Yeah, it's a it's a fun team to watch. Okay, um, we think their schedule is an A minus, actually. Why? Because they got. Is it their fault? Buffalo and STMA got added no, to the schedule four times. That's not why Carl had the rationale on this. I got to hear this. I did, which now I think you remember. Um, uh, it, it's just sort of looking, there are a couple schedules that we think are A's, and this one's just a little short of it. You look at some of their non-conference games. Now they've got Raynard on there, who's not going to be great this year. Uh, Tyra Lake, Cocaine Blues East isn't really a great road trip anymore. <laughs> um, at least this season. It, it just, so it's just not quite on the level of the ones that we thought were A's. Now, talking about a team that has an A, Tony, we're going to move on to Minnetonka. 
Okay. Yeah. They have an A for their schedule. Why? Okay. Well, let's first talk about Tonka, and then we can talk about their schedule. Because I was talking to Tommy Streeter a couple of years ago. He goes, well, that's the year where we're going to be a little bit down, so we're going to water it, pull it back a little bit. So I, I just assumed this year was a year they pulled it back a little bit. I wouldn't argue that they did. Okay. All right. Carl, Minnetonka. Minnetonka, um, well, first of all, they have the most elite league players in the state, so obviously they have good depth, especially up front. Uh, Hunter Newhouse and Teddy Lagerback leading the way offensively. I think the question mark in Minnetonka is probably in the back end a little bit where they lost, you know, Chris, Frank Doctor, Josh Lipke, uh, big losses for the shoes to fill there, but, um, and Glocker and goal as well. But you look at the depth of this program, they'll be right there again. Yeah, but they fill in with like James Miller and Zitzloff and those guys. I mean, it's just not a huge drop off. I, I would say no. yep. last year with Minnetonka, they had trouble finding their main goal scorer, too. Um, they lose Mac Moscow this season, too. Mm-hmm. He goes back up to St. Cloud. Um, Does that fall into a transfer category? That's a weird <laughs> absorption. Technically, that's a transfer, I guess. Yes. Whatever. So I, That's I, for a different show. So I look at Minnetonka. They are probably the second best team in this section right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it, I'm curious to see how they react coming into this season. Yeah, that's it's a it's a that's a chemistry project where you don't know what it's gonna. That their chemistry could be great, and they can go from uh, like Carl's got about six. I think that's way, way, way too high for how young and how little these guys have played together. I think by the end of the year they could be a six, and they could be a threat to Eden Prairie. But I don't think that's I don't think that's realistic. Uh, and the other thing with Tonka, as we've seen with most teams, is Tonka did not finish strong last year. They did not go to where they wanted to go. How does this team respond to that? Are they hungry to go back to state? Are they hungry to win? We would assume yes, but where do they fall in that line? Right, right. Um, next one, Carl, Chaska. Chaska, you know, they've got a few of the good pieces back from last season's team. You've got Shane LaBelle, got Nick Olmscheid. So there's some talent here. I don't think it's going to be a major, major drop-off, but they're still not quite at the level of an Eden Prairie or Minnetonka, so I have them down in the around 20-ish range in in my rankings. Tony, they also added... um, They're adding the Bantam Player of the Year, uh, who is... He's basically a carbon copy of Mike Kester. What's his name? Uh, Max Burkholder. Okay. He's fantastic. I mean, why he wasn't in the high school elite league is, um, you know... Where was he? I don't even know. I don't know. No. He's going to Colorado College. Yeah, he's fantastic. So um, so you have Burkholder, right? Yep. And then you bring in a freshman who's out of Bantam eligibility uh, named Jimmy Snuggerud, who's arguably the best freshman. Yeah, he's the best freshman in the state. It's not even close. You could say that Charlie Strammel's in that category, but skill-wise, Jimmy will walk right in and he'll be playing first line and you'll fall in love with him. He reminds me a lot, and this is funny to say, he reminds me a lot of Bobby Brink. Okay. Um, he can That is score. funny for you to say that and well, compare them. A reason they say that is funny because their dads you know, own Breakaway Academy and their sons play almost identical to each other. Okay. They can take over a game. They can play forward. They can play D. They can score from just about anywhere. They can set people up. They have great vision, great patience. Jimmy Snugger is a fun player to watch. 
Um, we kind of put on their schedule as kind of like a B. Uh, they have a. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, they have a weird. I'm not gonna argue with that. Where they don't. I think they play Kendi in their conference, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. Probably. yeah. So it's not. It's not attractive. They do have um, some good tournament play. They have done well in non-conference um, with some pickups. But yeah, we kind of looked at that as a B. I would say more with C if you're going. Okay. If for how low you had Lakeville South, I mean, I think this is in the same category as Lakeville South. This is why we didn't include you in on the. Green I know, game. I know. I was feel so left out. I yeah. go, I buy you a Green Wave jersey, <laughs> and this is how I treat, get treated. We'll talk about jerseys in a little okay. bit. Okay. Sorry. Um, oh, will we? Oh, will we? <laughs> we will. I know, Tony. <laughs> I'm teeing you up for later. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, Carl. Holy family. Holy family, so it's the surprise section finalist a year ago, and they, they do lose a lot off of last year's team, a lot of big players. They do have two other top scorers back, Lucas Jorgensen and Craig Hatchkill, so those two should carry the offense, but I think there are big questions as the depth beyond that. So they are, they are right on the outside looking at my top 25 right now. Did you have them ahead of Prior Lake or behind Prior Lake? Ahead. Okay. I, I don't think it's even close. I think Prairie Lake is three lines deep. Uh, their Bantam team they was bring the back num- nothing. <laughs> yeah, but nothing. they but their Bantam team was the best team in the state by a long shot last year. They lost in the state semis last year, but that's as, that's as deep of a sophomore group as you're going to find. They're going to push kids for starting spots. Their goaltender uh, Boshi's as good as a goal you're going to see in the state. Prior Lake is will be good this year. Trust me. They will surprise you. Can we put money on that? No. Okay. Monopoly money. A year for the past 15. Yeah. Carl and I have a hard time buying shares of Prior Lake. Hey, I, I'm with you. I've been burned by them many a time. So we kind of look at Holy Family. Their schedule is a C. Are you okay with that, Tony? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's due to conference. Yep. Um, Prior Lake, we kind of looked at it as a B-. minus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and kind of see those two neck and neck. That will be a good four-five matchup at Just the like end of the season. Like last year. Yeah. Um, okay. Who comes out of the section, Tony? Come on. Can we just move on? Okay. We all That's see Eden Prairie. Prairie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Moving on. If you said anybody but Eden Prairie, you're a troll. Yes. I'm. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Okay. Moving on. Three double A, new kid in the house, Rosemount. Rosemount, baby. Carl Rosemount, can you talk about them? Sure. So uh, making their top five debut uh, in these preseason rankings. Um, they lost their top score off last season, but pretty much everyone else is back. Uh, Jake Rathlaff, the Gopher commit defenseman, is probably their their, their headliner here. But um, really great defensive core. They have. Uh, Five defensemen who put up good big points over ten points last year who are back. Uh, good top line of forwards: uh, Luke Lewandowski, Connor Kenefick. It's a little question about their depth beyond that offensively, but definitely a lot of good pieces to work with here. And their favorite in three double A. Tony's jaw just dropped a little bit. You left Charlie Strammel out of that. I know you haven't seen him play because he played Bantams last year. But Charlie is uh, when I talk about uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, the next player in line flip-flop these two are they're outstanding talents um they're as good as you're going to find out there charlie's general make an immediate impact and if he especially if he skates with luke Lewandowski, that's a 
tremendous top line. I, I think the sky's the limit for this team. Really is. Um, they're coming out of a easy section historically. Yeah, very. Um, so I I see them, you know, really making some splashes, and they have some opportunity and an opportunity early. They play Minnetonka um, the first weekend uh, out there, so I'll probably be at that game. I'm, I've had that circled for a while. I think that's a good test for both of those squads. Um, they upgraded their schedule this year. So that's what like, that's what Carl and I thought. So we gave them a B plus. And it was definitely for trying. Okay. Again, just because they had a D schedule for is this kind of like no, no the B plus if you're, if you're, if you're grading your student like oh yeah, you're you're doing so much better now on your writing. You give them a, a better grade. Lakeville yeah. South schedule is the same. Lake Rosemont has a much tougher non-conference. Okay, all right, whatever. Their, their holiday tournament's loaded. Yeah, their holiday tournament is. Legit. Who? Rosemount. They're in the same one. Yeah, but they play Andover. Yeah, How do we even know? They play Andover and Maple Grove. That's, oh, good for them. Yeah, that's actually better than Lakeville South. And we don't know who Lakeville South plays. Well, they'll play Holy Family in that tournament, and they yeah. will play Rosemount, I think, too, for one of the games. Who Lakeville South going to play a conference point Elk River, Elk River. They'll yeah. play, it, and we're just assuming that Elk River is in that tournament. We don't know. Right we don't know. <laughs> that was Carl and I. No one knows. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of research on schedules yeah. outside because I'm doing this project. We'll talk about later. There are schedules on there that have eight games. <laughs> oh, it's really bad. Ely has eight games they're playing this year. Apparently. Okay. Well, they might go undefeated. Enter your schedules. <laughs> Gosh, it's not that hard. Anyways, moving on um, to a team with a new head coach this year, St. Thomas Academy. Carl? Yeah, I'm Fred Edgar, Eric Starks from St. Thomas. Um, and he has a project ahead of him because St. Thomas lost a lot of players from last year's team. Last uh, two years, though. Allen. Of course, with, with his program staff, you know, you're never going to go too far away. So I have him, I believe, at number 13 going into the season. So there's potential here, but certainly a, a rebuilding project at St. Thomas this season. Does this kind of seem like a casual Lakeville North team where you're putting them, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> kind of is, yeah. Um, I, it's really like you said, Tony, the last two years. Yeah, it's not just the... This isn't... Not the 18... It's this, not just the 19 class. It was the 18 and 19. 19 you, both, Matsui, Christy, 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 Christy McFadden, Herzog. O'Neal, all of them. The, just, they were just loaded when those two came in. Those two classes came in. Yeah. When they were 8th and ninth graders, you're like, man, that's going to be a good group. And they were. And they proved to be. And those were good classes. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding going on. And I'm interested how they'll look. That's they're going to look a lot different than they have been. This isn't going to be a speed predicated St. Thomas team anymore. I wouldn't think. Yeah, but they're going to do a really nice job of recruiting players. It's just, in two years, it's going to be right back to the same. Yes, this is a lull, and this would be a lull with the Vanellis there yep. as well. Um, I still wouldn't see them as the front runner by any stretch, even if the Vanellis were there. So that I'm not concerned about. We gave them a B plus for their schedule. They always have about a B plus, A minus schedule. Um, our real concern on this was don't schedule Class A opponents. On um, Valentine's Day this year, they play up in Eveleth. St. Thomas does? Yeah. I'll be going up yeah, there. That's cool. 
I'm going up for that game. That's cool. And my girlfriend, Dave's girlfriend is really excited for that Valentine's Day. Wow. Hey, honey, let's go to the Hipperdome. She is Where's already, that? It's three and a half hours away. It's a short drive. Yeah. We'll stay with Carl afterwards. Wow. <laughs> How enchanting. That one was lots of love shot down. <laughs> Anyways, Egan is our next team in this section. Yeah, um, and the uh, thing to be excited about with Egan is Donnie Myers, great player. The looking score he's back and should carrying the load, and will have to be carrying the load. There are a couple of other players back, but otherwise, not a whole lot of depth with this Egan team in terms of returning players. They do have a decent goalie in Derek Manzella, but I think there are. It's, it's a very clear one, two, three in this section. Yeah, yeah I. I don't really think. I mean, I think Burnsville has more talent than Jefferson yeah. and yeah. Egan and and uh, Eastview. I think Burnsville's the next yeah, one. Yeah, Burnsville's a sneaky decent team. Yeah, I think you'll see Burnsville and Egan kind of flip flop in this three spot all season, yep. and it will depend on how Egan can support Johnny Myers and how Burnsville just kind of chugs along. I would think. Yep. Okay, who comes out of this section? Rosemount. Rosemount. Okay. Four double A. This one's probably a little bit more up in the air for a section um, than we've had in the last three. Um, yeah. Do you want to start private or public first, Carl? Let's start private. Okay. Hill Murray. Okay, yeah. I had Hill Murray at number nine, and I was actually really happy a bit higher until better over the left. I kind of like the core of this team. You got Nick Pierre, who should be healthy this year. We've had a great elite league. You have Charlie Strobel. Got a pretty solid defensive core. You know, uh, Remington Keppel's one of the stronger goalies in the state. A lot of good pieces. Just sort of waiting for this program to take the next step and get back to the level they were at five to ten years ago when they were a serious contender every year. Really a proof factor here, I think, on my side with this team is, like you said, Carl, they haven't – they've made it to state. That might – just be because Section 4 is like that, um, and it's a three-team race. It has been the last couple of years. But this team hasn't been a team that threatens a title run in a while. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, they haven't won a state tournament game since, what, 2013 before they lost the championship? And, and that's, a, that's something to note about Hill, because when Hill was on their good streak there, they were winning state tournament games, too. Yeah, I, th- I think that there's plenty of talent there, plenty of Division One commits, and yep. plenty of, and great coaching, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I just, just something's missing there, and I don't know what it is. This year especially, I mean, and they've always, it's the same formula. They've yeah. had great goaltending. Yes. Right? They've yeah. had a good blue line. They've decent forwards. Great speed. I, I just can't system. figure it out. I just I, can't I, figure out what it is. Um but I know that the the group is a, it's a nice group. They brought in a, like I talked about this summer. They brought a ton of young kids in there, which will pressure from the bottom. Yeah. Pressure from the bottom is one of the keys to success here. I think some kids are going to get cut that aren't expecting to get cut um, this week, and I think that uh, they're going to end up with a really really talented group of forwards. D and I think probably the best goalie in the state. We'll get to goalies later, but I think Remy's one of the best in the state. Yeah, I would argue that Hill traditionally has one of the best JV teams in the state. Um, Lechner does a very good job at putting JV kids that he sees potential in coming up, um, and he uses his JV very well. Um, 
I just I don't know what to think of this team. I just want them to make a splash this year. I think they have the opportunity to. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the section. I think White Bear's your next one. I'm sure that's on your list. Right? Yeah, I would say that too, Carl White Bear. Yeah, White Bear, you know, brings back a good chunk of the top players from last year's state tournament team. Leighton Rowe, probably the, the headliner there, but Billy Rose, Brent Hofeld. It's a, it's a good core. Um, I think the, the star power is perhaps a step behind Hill, um, but still, you know, a lot to work with there. And I think if, if the defense can come together, they have a shot at that, depending on their title. That's the big question mark. I mean, when they lost Gallatin to the national development team, uh, they lost the heart and soul of that Bantam team that won this, walked away with the state title a few years ago. I think that's the big question mark. You walk around any any of the rinks in, at Badness or Lake, by Bear Lake Sports Center, they're always saying, yeah, we're, we're going to score a lot of goals, but we're going to probably give up a lot too. Yeah. Which is the big problem when you when you end up fa- facing Hill Murray in a section final at Aldrich is that they got the better goaltender in this equation right now. Yeah, so we kind of looked at Hill Murray's schedule as a B. Um, it's okay. Um, White Bear Lake, we're kind of putting in a B minus. Uh, they don't get tested for a lot of the season. They get during- way too many Woodbury Eastridge games on their schedule. And it's not not their fault. No, they had Tartan or they had uh, Irondale too twice this year, don't they? Yes. Right. Yeah, so it's really Wiper like might have a lot of wins. They've been proving that the last couple of years. What they do in the big games is really a question mark. Um, I've seen them play the last couple of years Edina. Uh, two years ago, they played Edina very well. Last year, they didn't. Um, and then Andover, I called that game last year, and they were hanging with Andover, and then they just let it go. Um, and that kind of seems what they've been doing. Um, I kind of want this team to finish in a lot of ways. And there's more than one game on their schedule. Let's put it that way. I think they play for one game sometimes, yep. and that's the Hill game. Um, okay, do we want to talk about Stillwater? Sure. I think it's worth mentioning Stillwater. They bring back uh, a lot of the top talent from last year. You know, Tussie probably being the, the biggest name there. Um, yeah, so they should be improved. Probably a borderline contender. We'll see if they can climb up into the, the hill white bird conversation, but uh, there's got potential. They have a new coach. Oh, yeah. I yeah, forgot about Zanin. that. Zanin. Um, coming Kids from, love him. That's perfect. Kids love him. I, I think that's an important quality in coaches. Yep. Um, we didn't come up with a schedule grade for them, but I would probably think that would be around a C plus or something I like that. I would say that's fair. Um, okay, who do you see coming out of this section, Tone? Hill Murray. Carl? Yeah, hard to think against Hill. I'm on that same side. We haven't disputed. We have no disputes we, yet. We really need to disagree at some point. Come here. on. Well, maybe the next section will no. pose that. Yes. Yes, we're going to for sure. Okay. So let's jump in the 5AA. Um, this is probably a two-horse race with an outsider looking in. Um, which horse do you want to start with first, Carl? We'll start with the Crimson Horse. <laughs> it's a strange color for a horse, but here we go. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you've got a team that won, what, two Bantam State Championships, Tony, you know, for the junior and sophomore classes, right? Uh, no, they won one and lost to um, White Bear and the other. Who are you guys talking about? Go. Maple Grove. Oh, okay, sorry. I just want to yeah. get on the same page. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but big, yeah. big, big X Regardless. factor. 
Big X factor. They're missing from those teams. They're missing Connor Kelly, who was on the runner-up team to White Bear. He's at the National Development Program. They're missing uh, Brock Faber, who was on both of those teams. Newly committed missing, to a different school. Yes, who's now committed to the Gophers. Uh, they're missing Justin Janicki, who's at the National Development Program. And they're missing uh, Brandon Reller who played on both of those teams. So uh, a lot of star power missing from from Maple Grove. Um, They do pick up a freshman uh, who's one of the top Bantams last year and would have been the best Bantam in the state this year, Landon Gunderson. He'll make an immediate impact for for the Crimson. Uh, I still think this – I think you're pretty close on them being fifth in the state. If I were a betting man, I'm leaning towards Blaine. Okay. Before we jump into Blaine, let's talk a little bit more about Maple Grove. They last year they still were without a lot of that talent that you just said, Tony. They yes. had they had JJ still, Justin Janicki. Yeah, but they still had they had Trevor Kukin and and Kostelecki. Yes. So um, it, it's it's hard to say. Sometimes teams get better when good players even leave. Uh, you look at Grand Rapids a couple of years ago. They lost Bischoff, Adams, and Matson, and then they won state. So good point. It, um, it's all there's always a variable with that. Sometimes teams get better when the youth gets older. And they might lose some older talent. I could see that happening with Maple Grove this year. I still think when, when you factor in Sam Jacobs and Chris Kern, who've not gotten a lot of really quality ice time playing behind those kids we were just talking about, they're really good hockey players, and they're going to have a great season this year. And they have a good test to start the season at the Turkey Trot. So they open with the Dinah. Um, no, always Wyzetta. Wyzetta. Which? Oh yeah, yeah. Then we learned from Trevor Kukinen last year is their biggest rival. Yeah. So uh, it's a good way to start the season. I think it's their biggest rival because they play each other in in youth, youth all the time. Yeah. Okay. The other team in this section is Blaine Carl. Blaine. Blaine. So Blaine brings back Carson Rickles, who's one one of the most uh, dangerous players in the state, probably the most dangerous player on one of the top couple teams are most likely the hockey winner. Um, it's always, Blaine always seems to have a tandem of top players, and Cole Hansen's probably Carson Riggle's sidekick this season. And yeah, that is pretty good depth for the team that you know, was a state title contender a year ago right there. So, a lot to work with. They do need a goaltender, but um, I think on the whole, it's a, a pretty good group. I think you you left out uh, Jack Ryman, who's a great player. They, they, this is a really deep team. I think they're a little more depth than than Maple Grove. I think this is a team. I think this is the best team in that section. So we gave Maple Grove the edge with the scheduling. We said that they were at an A minus, and Blaine is at a B plus. A minus. Yeah, really like wow. the, the turkey trot. They do a very good job with some. Um, uh, uh, non-conference games. They, they yeah, schedule Hill. Yeah. Okay. They they took advantage of their tournaments. Yeah, they got Hill, Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's some serious you know Blake. good s- scheduling there. They got Blaine twice. So and Andover twice and Andover twice. They have a pretty good schedule this year. Yeah, but they their conference still there's some there's some dogs. There's some dogs. We in know there. that. We all right. Fair uh, enough. But um, we see that 
Now, the third best team in this section is Centennial. Yep. They picked up uh, a kid, a transfer from Coon Rapids, A.J. Okay. Carls. Two of them. Yeah, the Carls brothers. That's really talented players. And Centennial has always got a really nice, steady group of kids. Yep. Uh, steady flow of talent. Great organization. I that. think that I think this team will surprise you. Do you think they make a dent and make the section finals? No, but whoever gets the two seeds got a tough game, especially if it's Blaine, because you know the Blaine Centennial rivalry goes way back. Yeah, that's deeper than the yeah, I mean, one. So whoever ends up being the 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 two seeds gonna have a tough two three game. That's all. Just say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Carl, who do you have coming out of this section? Blaine. Okay, Tony. Okay, so if you have Blaine coming out of the section, but you have Maple Grove uh, two spots ahead of them in your top ten, why is that, Carl? I'm allowed to pick up sets. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like Dr. Evil there. I'm allowed to pick up sets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who do you got, Tone? <laughs> I say Blaine. I think they're just a notch above. They got just deeper. I'm going to go Maple Grove here. Okay. Um, I, I think Maple Grove wants uh, a little revenge uh, after last year, and they're going to try to get the state. I mean, this is a team that's built to win. They've always won. Hard to root against a team that knows how to win. I think they're a bunch of winners too, but I think Blaine just got a little bit more. Okay, moving on to one of the deepest sections along with 2AA, 6AA. This um, is the deepest one. Yeah, this probably the is. Section, period. Um, the four or five in this one, I'd want to go see the four or five in two AA. I'll stay home. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with the number one seed as it stands right now, the number two in Carl's rankings. Yep. Benilt. I like that for sure. Yep. I mean, Benilt brings back practically everyone from a, a pretty good team from a season ago. Uh, you look at this team, there's just good talent everywhere. Like Blake Vestenberg's their leader up front, Dave Spencer on the blue line. And really this defensive core, some of the sophomore talent here with guys like Tristan Sarsland, Adam Marshall. Um, it's great depth on the um, pretty good forward core. And Carson Lineshead might be the most experienced, you know, most talented goalie on a top five team, too. So just good balance everywhere. Maybe not have quite the star power of Eden Prairie, no one does, but they're right there. I think one of the biggest question marks in this section is Carson Limesand. Yeah, he was one of three last year. One of three what? Goaltenders. They rostered three goaltenders. Last yeah, year. but he played almost all the minutes. True. But what, what's what's interesting here is Limer's been hurt, and he's been in and out of the Elite League. Can he play an entire season? Because after Limesand... It gets a little bit thin in the nets. And as you saw in that section final against Edina, mm-hmm. he held them in that game for yes. two long periods. Yes. So I think he's a key to this team. If he's healthy, this is one of the best teams in the state. Yeah. I, and another question mark for Benilde for me this year, and it's just a carryover from them last year, is can they stay disciplined for the whole game? This was a team when I saw them play a lot last year. Penalties over and over was just a key issue with them. Clean it up, and that's a different team. They're a much better five-on-five team or five-on-four than four-on-five. 
And so that's that's my takeaway with them is if they are a clean team this year, they're going to be very good because they have some very, very good punk-moving defensemen. Yeah, no argument here. And when Ken Pauly has good teams, he has good defensemen. He has good defensemen this year. Yeah, remember that Connor Mayer crew that he had? Whoa. Connor Mayer, he had yeah. Collins. And, that was a good team. Uh, who else? He had Austin on, yeah. on D. Um, that was a good team. Who was that other freshman um, that he had? He had Collins. He was also a draft pick. How come I'm blanking uh, on him? Jack Glover. Glover. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was before those guys, though, wasn't it? Um, it could have been. That was on their yeah. state team. Right. Yeah, that was on the team that won. Um, yes. Who do you see as the number two team in this section right now, Carl Edina? I have Blake there, at, uh, number eight in the state. Let's talk about Blake then. Sure. So, uh, you know, what really could have been a really special year for Blake, I think, you know, had a little damper thrown out at when Tristan Rose left. But at the same time, they still got a ton of returning players, um, some very good defensemen, Will Stendhal and Ben Dexheimer. Joe Miller and Kevin Best up front, but just you know, good depth across the board. You know, that this young group that we've been talking about for a couple of years now is finally getting up to the point where they're you know juniors and seniors and ready to uh, have a serious shot at contending. So I'll just start off with Blake. Blake has a couple of question marks. I would say, I would say Spotlight is one of them um, with Hockey Day. Hockey Day has been a weird thing for a couple teams recently. And I would say that the other question mark is, how is McClanahan going to be as their head coach? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I don't even think he knows. No. No. And that's what brings Hockey Day even to more of a question then, is if McClanahan is their head coach, you know, he didn't schedule Hockey Day how is he preparing for Hockey Day? How is he? Because it's not like Hockey Day is getting done at the park down the street like Elk River. It's literally across the street from the high school. Yeah. It's nice for me. I can walk there. It's just a, I just think, you know, I talked about the Eden Prairie dynamics. The dynamics at Blake are going to be really, really, really hard to figure out even yes. i think for the players for the coach yeah every you know you can say all you want put all the window dressing on you want you get a brand new coach who didn't bring in any of these players yep. didn't train with these players all summer yep. and then all of a sudden he's Boom. the coach yeah you know in McClanahan. and then they lose their best player their second best player yes. uh to the ushl it's like ugh, there's just i don't see them as a top 10 team i would have to, i would put them in the uh Prove it category. They are in a definite prove it category for me. Um, now McClanahan is a Blake guy, sent his kids to Blake. Yeah, and so it's not it's not a surprise that McClanahan said, no. "I'll help out." No, not at all. It, and he's a great. I mean, from what I recall, his his daughter is the same age as my son, so they played against each other at the youth. He coached in the Orno system. We played against Rob McClanahan's Sarah McClanahan a bunch of times, and my goodness, was he her Brooks Junior? Oh. Interesting. <laughs> at the so he level. puts he puts yeah. Tom Vanelli to shame. Oh yeah, but at a pee wee game or a squirt a game, it was like whoa, <laughs> Mackie, pull it back a little bit. So he's gonna get everything out of these kids. Yes, but you know this is this is a different brand of kid who's 
It was a Blake. Yeah. Uh, gonna, he, he, can they take it? Can they take, can they take that pushback? Yeah. It, it's a hard one, especially like you said, you didn't bring those kids in. Yeah, it's going to be – and he's only there for a year. So yeah. then what does this do for the program, you know? The, it, there's a lot of question marks going on. I think that. they're – I would if I were making a top ten, not that I don't think they have the talent to make it to state or, or to be a top ten team, I just think there's just way too many unknowns, you know? One thing that we did, Carl and I did like, we liked their schedule uh, this year. We put their schedule at an A-. minus. Wow. Yeah. And circling back to Benilde, we had them at a B. Yeah, their schedule got a lot better. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. And they, they loaded up. Um, talking about a team that always has the best schedule in the state, Tony, who's that? Edina. Okay, Carl, Edina. Edina, team at number 10. Um, they're probably the only team in the state that could lose as much as they did off of last year's team and still be a top 10 team. Uh, you know, la- okay, going at the old back two years thing. I mean, it's insane yeah. what they've lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, still time. We got uh, Jake Goldman. So we got Nick Williams. So a couple very good defensemen. A couple respectable forward pieces who are back too. So you start adding up the pieces, and you know this team can contend. You got Jackson Borst. Borst. You got Grant Morton. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else you got up front? Oh, they're going to have Jimmy Clark come in. Yeah. Again, right. speaking yeah. of healthy, I mean, here's a kid when healthy. Uh, he's as good as he's as good as the Clark and Strammel kid. I mean, these are fantastic, great feet, great hands. Can, he'll, he'll fill up the puck better, fill up the net better than than Morton and Boris. You'll see right out of the gate. And he's in ninth grade. That's good. So that will help. You got two great D. You got probably one of the best goalies in the state in Loud Hogue. So yeah, I, I think they're going to be good. I you still haven't said my favorite in this section yet. Wyzetta. There we go. Okay, Carl, talk Wyzetta. about Wyzetta. Uh, Wyzetta is Wyzetta, as Wyzetta always is. Uh, <laughs> they lost a bunch of firepower off last year's team, but you have to look at this, this program. It's just so deep, and you know that the system they're going to get out of Padillary. Uh, same story over and over again. They're going to be tough defensively, and they've got good stable forwards who know what to do within the system, and they'll just be a really tough out. I watched these guys over uh, at the Braemar event. And uh, take this for what it's worth. I'm a big chemistry guy. I think if you if you if you play if you love each other, you play for each other, and you play hard. And, sure. And I think these guys. I mean, when even they lost to Maple Grove on that Sunday afternoon, I was at that game. They just seemed like they really liked each other, and they played for each other, and they played hard, and they got a lot of skill. Uh, they got a great coach. I think this is a really good team. I think that they're gonna. I mean, talk about chemistry. If, yeah. if, if, it's, if, if it's rolling, you've seen Wyzetta. When it starts yeah. rolling, it's very it's good. hard it's stop. Bad. But when the chemistry is off at Wyzetta. It's bad. It, <laughs> well, they don't score much to begin with. Right. And, and so when it's bad, it gets really, it dips. I think this is one of those good good chemistry teams. That's oh. I've, I sense it. We have them as a schedule in A-. minus. Yeah, well, they're in the late conference, so. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> um, and then the last one in this section, um, really, that I had of note was Creighton. <laughs> so I was talking yeah. to, to Matt Funk. They're playing in our opener this year against your alma mater, St. Thomas Academy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, love where you guys got us. Nobody's talking about us. 
We <laughs> love That's it. Classic funk. Thing. I love it. You know, so and and it's true. I mean, last year they vastly, vastly underperformed, and you know, prove it, right? Where Where did you have them at preseason right. last year, Carl? Preseason? I don't remember the exactly. Where I they were top ten. Yeah, maybe I, top five. Yeah. yeah, maybe even top five. Type yeah. Of thing. Um, where are they at right now for you? Uh, I got them at twenty-four. <laughs> just where, just where Mister Funk wants them. I would argue that they have the best player in the section, in Mac Leeson. Yeah, no question about that. Yeah. Yep. Could deny that, but they need other people and need to find them quickly. <laughs> um, we saw their grade in their schedule as a B. Just good schedule. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And they have yeah. plenty of good players coming in, but they're all going to be freshmen and sophomores. And it's going to be hard to rattle off a lot of wins with in that section and their schedule with with freshmen and sophomores. Any cool additions yeah. coming into them, Tony? Like player-wise? Yeah. Well, they have the Fisher brothers. They're not twins. One's a freshman, one will be a sophomore, Drew okay. and Jake Fisher. Okay. Uh, Drew will be – I think they're both going to play varsity a lot of varsity minutes this year um they have the sandriol twins uh jake and and zach sandriol it's a zach, family affair zach's a should start should, should should see a lot of minutes this year he's a big strong defenseman he'll be a sophomore this year uh again a great great job in i hate to use the word recruiting but uh they have a tra- They've been able to attract a really nice brand of player, getting a lot of kids out of that Woodbury, uh, Pee Wee and Bantam uh, teams are, are headed their way. I think that long term, that Funk's going to have himself, Matt's going to have a really nice team. Um, anybody else in this section that you want to talk about, Carl? It's a deep section. Uh, get a quick shout to Holy Angels who bring back a decent amount of a team that's on the rise. You know, given the depth of the section, you know, contending this year will be a, a long shot, but. At least worth a mention. Oh, Newharth looked good when we were at that Elite League game. Ah, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. And I wish if they had three or four of him, they would be they'd be knocking on the door. Um, it was funny talking to Pat. He's like, yeah, if we get to be a six seed in the section, that would be a victory for us. Yeah, it's just so deep. Such a deep section. Who yeah. comes out of it, Tony? I, I'm going to say this nastiest bad word, but I'm going to say Wyzetta. Okay, Carl. <laughs> It's a bad word, but I, I just, for some reason, I feel it this year with those guys. Okay. That's fair. Carl? Tony is riding the Trojans. Uh, I'll, I'll be a cliche and take Benilde. I think, I think Benilde has so much talent. with The 2-3 matchup in this section is it's always gonna, good. Every year. It's going to be juicy. Every year. It's going to be juicy, but I, I like your... It, Wyzetta really does. They're a Kingslayer type of team. And they won't, and they're not going to be, you know, 24 and 3 or some no. crazy number. They'll be 16 and 7. Yep. Lose to Hermantown like they do every year. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to grace the top 10. If they do, it's they're the 9 or the 10. But come section time, come that section semi over at Bloomington, yep. they'll be there. Yeah. So I'm going to go Benilde as a safe pick right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit hard to argue with you, just based on the talent. Okay, moving to seven double A, Carl's section, um, but we won't start with Carl's team first. We'll start with Andover. How about that? 
probably appropriate because they are the best team in this section. Um, bring back a ton from last year's team, including a very mobile, solid defensive core led by Wyatt Kaiser. Um, great forward depth. I think the question with this team is probably uh, who's going to be the you know, take the lead scoring. Luke Cron had a great lead league. Of course, has uh, just suffered a little uh, wrist injury, so he'll be missing a few weeks at the start here. But uh, you know, they'll be looking for someone to kind of jump up and carry that load and try to get them onto the level of the two teams ahead of them in the rankings. But if this is an Andover's year, I, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> has there ever been a year where a one of the Metro 7 AA's has been such a prohibitive favorite going into the season. Mm, not really. I mean, 2015 would have been the closest to it when Elk River had um, Dremco senior year when he won Mr. Hockey and the East was very down. But, of course, he's so long. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I would argue uh, that's probably a pretty accurate statement. Andover, just, they're going to be good this year. They're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I like watching Wyatt Kaiser. If you have never seen Wyatt Kaiser play, he's probably top five defenseman in the state right now. Top three, even. Yeah. Top one. I think I noticed about a lot of the top, you know, five teams. A lot of them have really deep, good defensive cores coming back. Andover, Benilde, Rosemount. You know, the only teams that have four Why? or five good defensemen coming back. Why it's the top? defenseman in the state and he's the second best Kaiser in the state you heard her first <laughs> what is does he his have sister a, oh his sister Maddie she's committed better. to the Gophers okay well why it's committed to Duluth no I'm just saying I'm joking <laughs> his mom and dad will get a kick out of me saying that so and maybe his sister too <laughs> <laughs> anywho um, Andover still has a um, tough hump to climb because they gotta go up to Duluth and probably beat Duluth um, at one point uh-huh. yep so let's talk about the Hounds next Carl uh, probably being generous to hand the two seat here but uh, kind of as with St. Thomas and Edina the you know, long time powers that are in rebuild mode but I think the Hounds rebuild is probably the most extreme of those uh, it was nearly everyone they got Charlie Erickson back a couple of players who kind of routed out the depth a little bit coming back but it's just a uh, it's the sort of year where uh, Mike Randolph is going to have to pull something really deep out of his half to find a way back to state <laughs> if anybody can do it it's it's Rand that's for sure they usually have a pretty good schedule. I think Carl and I thought their schedule this year is kind of a B, um, just based on who yeah. they normally have. Just the way some of their longtime opponents are trending upward and downward is just not quite what it is sometimes. And we saw Andover as kind of a B-plus tone for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Solid. Um, well, Carl, if Duluth East isn't the number two seed in this section in your mind, who is? I'd say it's Grand Rapids. You know, they lost their top score from a season ago, but almost everyone else is back, led by Jack Kurt. Uh, they have a very good Bantam team coming up. Someone like Jaden Mars is going to jump in right away. Got Carter class in goal. He's solid. You know, their team is starting to decline towards contention. You know, are they, are they a top 15 yet, team yet? Maybe not, but if anyone can tie Vandover at, uh, at Amsoil, on paper, it's Grand Rapids. Yeah, I I still think the I think this is the year where the Rapids and I'll be at the Rapids again. The Rapids East game will be a fun game because they're going to be even, 
Yep. It's going to mean yep. something again because it's they're they're playing for the two seed. Wait, Tony. First, yeah. before you say that, who invited you? Was it their former head coach or their new head coach? Because they have a new head coach now. Yeah, it was, their, it was their band director actually. Okay, sorry. Just wanted to be clear here. <laughs> I'm going to be the guest conductor for the Duluth East uh, Grand Rapids game. Should be fun. That'll be a fu- really fun game. January 9th. It's already circled up here. I'm going to be there. So. What's that? I try to be there, so I'll be entertained by that. Yeah, I think Danny might come too. It's a work Thursday week. night. Yeah, starting at the IRA. It it will depend. It will depend. I'm doing some photography stuff, so I'm gonna do. Uh, a, I'm gonna go to Grand Rapids and then somewhere else in Duluth on Friday. Yeah, so. that's TBD. Let's let's yeah. lay it down there. Yeah. Um, but so I. I really like Grand Rapids. Here's the interesting thing. Like, how does Wade Chido fit into this equation? Great coach. He did a mm-hmm. good job at Bemidji. Um, but I also remember the time that Bemidji lost in overtime to Grand Rapids. The 4-5 game. And then Carl and I got on the elevator with Wade Chido in the hotel. And? That was an awkward... Elevator oh, ride. yeah, 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 yeah. So I just want to ask Wade about that next time I see him. I, I think that I think that Rapids is the two, but yeah. I think he got to, you know, the, the, and nothing against Wade. I think that the, the Mike Randolph always just seems to find a way. That's, that's the thing. That's how I see this section. But there's also some other contenders in there. I would throw uh, – now, Rapids, we did think, has a really strong schedule. Think mm-hmm. like a B plus A minus type okay. of schedule. Um, another team in there that Rapids plays in the Holiday Classic. Elk River. Elk River. They could do some damage. They got two players. They got Zach Michaelis and they, they had a good goalie. They got some D. That team. We'll find out by the Holiday Classic. We'll know. We'll know a little bit more, and then we have Cloquet in the mix as well. I mean, you just never know. Cloquet's a real... Cloquet's kind of like Centennial. You know, they're never going to be a a threat in the top four in the States. Wow. But they're always going to be, they're always going to have a nice, you know, host of talent where they're going to give you a game. I think that's a fair assessment on on Centennial and Cloquet, actually. Yeah. Um, Okay. Who comes out of this one? Tony? Again, I'll say it again. If you say anyone but Andover, you're a troll. Carl? Well, I'm a troll, so Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true troll. Spoken like a true troll. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Andover. The talent that they have is very, very strong. Okay, last section in AA. 8 AA. This could be a shorter discussion than the 1 AA. Probably could be. Now, there are some good players in this section, probably more than one double-A. Mm-hmm. But let's start with Moorhead. It's the best, best team by far. Moorhead's uh, kind of headlined by Luke Grammer, great defenseman. Uh, decent forward depth beyond that. One of the very best goalies in the state in Hudson Hodges, so he'll be the favorite. Yeah, it's uh, Hudson Hodges is awesome. Uh, their front line is, is, is steady, a steady front nine. Uh, this team won't be beaten in the section. No, we they'll see get beat a lot when they play non-conference games, but when they'll dial it in about January 15th, mm-hmm. play a bunch of section opponents, win 10 in a row going into sections, and win, win outright. Um, and I think something of uh, – I would say their schedule is an A 
actually. They schedule very well considering where they are in the state. Very well. Um, they're and in that, the turkey trot this year, right? Yes, they are in the turkey they're trot. In the, they're in the uh, hockey for life. They are. I think they play the same schedule, too. So they play Dinah and... Yep, they do. St. Thomas, probably? Nope, they play Dinah, Eden, Eden Prairie. Prairie, and... No, I'm blanking. Yeah. But anyways, they are in the uh, hockey for life. Um, now, I, I think something that we haven't really touched on that much, this year we didn't lose a lot of kids. And I think that's is very evident in this section. Because if you look at Buffalo, they retain Jake Brissini, mm-hmm. who's a Mr. Hockey candidate yep. in all intents and purposes. Yep. Um, you look at St. Michael, they retain their kids. Yep. And Luke Leyland and Adam Fleming. Fleming. And Rozo didn't, wouldn't have lost anybody, but they didn't lose anybody. And they have some good talent coming in as well. Yeah, especially from yeah, that balance. So all, all three of those teams you just listed, they all have like two really good forwards. So the question is, so who can round out that lineup and you know, get some depth and at least have a chance at threatening Moorhead? Do we see any of them doing what AAA teams do in riding the coattails of just the top line to beat Moorhead? <laughs> No, I don't see it. Mm, it's possible, but uh, not told yet. I could see. Not sure which which of those three is going to stand out from the, the group. I, I could see Buffalo doing it because they have the best goal scorer probably in this section. Um, but it's going to be very hard to beat the best goaltender in this section with the best decor in this section and right. all that stuff. So I see Moorhead coming out of this section and. That may change, but it's, that's who I isn't got. Isn't it? It's always the years where you think Morad's got it locked, where they don't lock it up, and it's the years <laughs> where they don't. You think they got it locked, or where they do? It's very true. You know, so true. Yeah. So, like I said, not a lot to talk about here. I mean, no, it's it's Morehead pretty much. Yep. Okay. Um, that's it for class. Double A. All right. You're going to rock some single A now? Well, let's. You want to take a little bit of break on some hockey stuff and talk a little bit about what's going on this year with the YHH? Yeah, we could do that. All right. Um, we have we talked a little bit about, about the opener. We don't have a four-teamer this year. We have six teams in it, I believe, this year. Mm-hmm. So Friday will be Lakeville North and Chaska. Do you want me to pull it up, Tony? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> and then uh, the highlight game is St. Thomas Creighton. So we're going to have the, the east side is going to come west and play over at Bloomington Ice Garden. Uh, so the f- this is on uh, the 29th yep. of November. This is right after. Th- it's a true turkey trot because we do it right after Thanksgiving, not the week before Thanksgiving. There's a tradition with the turkey trot to just schedule when they want. Right, whatever they want. Ours is right after Thanksgiving. Um, and then on Saturday, we have come back Lakeville North and Holy Family, followed by Blake and St. Thomas Academy. So St. Thomas Academy is the feature team both nights. And they sh- those should be good games in both nights for St. Thomas. Yeah, and it'll be a good chance to get a, get a look at Blake, be a good chance to get, take a look at St. Thomas Academy, get a chance to see uh, Mac Gleason. So yeah, should be a fun uh, set of games f- at hockey. for, uh, And then that's in the opener, then Hockey for Life. We have our same teams coming back except Stillwater. Uh, Totino Grace takes their spot. Totino Grace, I would call them up-and-coming program. Sure. Um, right now, they won't be super, super good this year. But with the the kids that they're bringing in in the 8th, ninth, 10th grade classes, 
in two or three years, they should be a, a marquee team. So we're banking on them now <laughs> for a few years down the line where we're going to have a, another marquee team in our tournament. So that um, tournament in Prior Lake features Lakeville North, Totino, Chaska, Prior Lake, Eden Prairie, St. Thomas, uh, Edina, and Moorhead. Yeah, just Edina, Moorhead, EP. You know, we have three state tournament teams. Well, I mean, probably even more on here. Probably St. Thomas, too. And maybe St. Thomas. Yeah, so probably more than likely. No, probably 50-50 or 30-70, <laughs> but never mind. Um, so, yeah, that. But the big thing that we're doing this year for high school hockey that's different, uh, obviously the 40 games will be live streaming as well, but we're, we're launching a thing called the Jersey Project. We mentioned it a little bit this year, and the Jersey Project is our staff of photographers will shoot a photo of every team and Danny's looking at the list right now it's a our assignment list it's a big board 150 schools 150 teams we're gonna take a photo of every one of those teams this year and publish a book and each each team gets a page in the book so Wadino Wadina Deer Creek they get a page in the book the same size as Edina yes they should yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So you're going to open up a book. It's kind of like walking around the XL Energy Center, but the jerseys will be current. Or my apartment. You don't have every team. I have a lot. Not every team. I'm you gaining. added a new one today. I did. I did. I'm gaining all the time. Early Christmas present, I got uh, Danny a uh, uh, East Grand Forks Green Wave green jersey. And it looks awesome. It's appropriate for Christmas. It really it does. Looks, it is. It's Christmas colors. It really does. So we were able to get that one. There was an auction this, this summer, and I was able to reach out to my good friend Dan Parker. Hooked me up, and uh, away we go. There he is. He's rocking his Green Wave jersey now. I collect jerseys, and I... I I like the best that part is, I, I intended to like wrap it up or make a presentation. He walks in, and he sees the jersey, he goes, Hey, uh, can I see that jersey? I'm like, Oh, that's yours. And he almost peed his pants. I gave you a hug. Two hugs. It was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, okay. Um, you want to bounce on to Class A? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Carl and I made a top 10 i wrote it down yesterday um so we're going to start off with st cloud cathedral um though they'll be missing nate warner for a good chunk of time um we don't know how long but they are still the defending champs return a lot of talent this Deep. is a, this is a team that could compete in eight double a i would argue i like that call that's uh, a hot take hermantown is their number two team they return the best player in the state, possibly. Um, and maybe the best two he players. He is the best player in the state. <laughs> and so we'll get to Mr. Hockey discussion if you Sorry. want to later. Um, so Hermantown, very loaded. Top-end talent is there. They're a good team. East Grand Force is number three. They are loaded as well, but they're younger. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what leaves them at number three for us. Matamidi, stable. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. They're the best team in Section 4 AA, and we're pretty positive they, about that. Are they a perpetual oh, Final 4A, Four team? Sorry. Are they a Final Four team like every year now? Well, they don't make it any <laughs> farther but past still, that. still, I mean, it's still pretty. It, nice part They're about better than any of the bottom four that make the state tournament. Matamide at the state tournament brings a great student section. Yeah. And they are loud. I'm fine with Matamide being at state every year. They're good. They are good. No doubt. 
War Road's at number five? Yeah. Uh, this talent level in War Road just keeps getting better and better every year. They have a D1 commit this year as well mm-hmm. in Grant Slukinski. That's how to pronounce that name. <laughs> Grant is the great grandson of Cal Marvin. Okay. And the first cousin of Gigi Marvin. And, and they're all related <laughs> to no, they're Marvin. Not. Oh, yeah. No, no. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he's, he's a Marvin blood. Okay. Uh, good to know. Um, and a, just a lights-out score. Oh, Carl, it lights it up. When was the last time War Road made the tournament, Carl? Was it 2011? 10, 10, 10 with oh, Rock Nelson. 10, 10. I would love to see War Road in the tournament. They are one of my favorite jerseys, speaking of jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. They, they bring a great band. Um, it's that's that's such a great. I was up there last winter. It's it's unbelievable. I want to make it up there this year. I just don't know if it's possible, but I want to try to make it possible. Well, I think in my Jersey project, I might have to go there. Not because I, I don't need War Road because they're coming to Hockey Day for the for these yeah. photos. But I, but that they have an incomplete schedule right now. Lake of the Woods is an incomplete schedule. I may have to go there. I may have to go to Bedette to get my picture of them. Oh. Uh, for sure, Loretta, for sure, I have to go to Red Lake Falls and Breckenridge, oh. yeah, and that. maybe Bagley. So, like, if, as long as you're that far, I might as well just Breckenridge. I mean, if I gotta go to, if I gotta go to Bedette, I'm going to Roso and World just for lunch for the for yes, anything else. But that's very true. Okay, so n- number six, we got Greenway um, because they can. Because they can finish, because they still return players that are very, very good on a second-place team last year. Um, North Branch, because they return a stud. What's his name, Carl? Cody Kroll. He's a stud. (laughs) And watch out for North Branch. They are going to be good. Um, Alexandria, we have at number eight. This is where it gets a little tricky. Alex is at number eight for us. Um, they're still there. Um, they're probably fighting with Sartell as the number two seed again. There's so much talent, so deep. I mean, yeah. they've been, from the youth level, they've been in the state tournament, Peewees and Bantams all the way through. Not This isn't just a Jack Westland, Ben Doherty, uh, Alexandria. They have a really sneaky, good youth association up in Alex. And I think that uh, they should be in, in the conversation at all times when it comes to 6A. So my note on them is they still have cookies in the cupboard. Yep. And um, that's kind of how I view them. Um, a new addition to the Class A rankings, Tartan at Love number it. nine. Love that call. Tartan's usually got good youth teams. They're hard to play against. And they're going to play a different level of competition this year. So I'd be interested they're to see. They're moving from double A to A. And I don't think they've ever played Class A hockey. I don't know. And in youth, they have quite a bit. But but not in, um, high not in varsity high school. Um, and then at number 10, we have Delano. Because our thought on putting anybody else here is Delano is the top team in a section. And I can't put a third best team uh, in number 10 spot ahead of them. I think that one is too high. I think they need to be, or too low. I think they need to be a, a five or a six type team. Okay. Well, um, they, Another- their opening weekend... I know. They play East Grand Forks. <laughs> I know. I'll be at that game because uh, I need to do see. they play East Grand, too? I think they play East Grand, too. 
That's what I'm saying. They open with East Grand. No, oh. that means Alex. They play Alex too. I think they might. They might. I I don't know their schedule off the top of my head. Yeah, I study schedules now because of this Jersey project. So <laughs> I think they do back to back the 22nd and 23rd. Okay. Um, yeah, it's right here. Let's do a quick. Um, around the horn on their sections in Class A's, kind of what we see the our favorite storyline coming out of each. So, Section 1, Tony. What, double A? Single. Single A. Oh, sorry. Um, 1A? There is no, no storyline. I don't have uh, one, I, Carl. I mean, it's probably going to be a battle of Mankato's, but the team I... Semi-curious about is Josh, Josh Kelly, which is now in single A and has some you know, really young talent. It might be a couple of years, but there's there's some stuff there to work with. I mean, Brody Lambs, who you're probably referring to at Dodge County, he's a sophomore. Can he? Is he? I mean, I know he's a. He's an awesome player. He was our PB Player of the Year a couple of years ago, and he was a Bannon Player of the Year finalist last year to Burkholder. That's asking a lot for a sophomore, and their no. best players are sophomores. No, not no? In, not in Section One A. Really? Yeah, oh, I think Mankato East has got more talent. Could probably do this year, but let's just see where that looks. The storyline is last year. Lasur Henderson slash Minnesota, Minnesota River making a state was the best storyline of the Class A tournament. I thought. Yes. Yes. Um, I, Greenway. No, no. no. I mean, Greenway has played hockey for 50 years. Minnesota River. We we used to mock them in the early days of our podcast. Well, we used remember Lesur Henderson, Lesur Henderson, Cleveland. We would like make up names, right? And they made it to state, Carl. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Two A, Tony. Mm. Can Delano repeat the sexual change? I don't think it. I think it's theirs. I mean, since Breck kind of did away with hockey, sure. you know, uh, the section isn't as interesting anymore. Yeah, I, and that's that's the sad part about this section. It used to be probably the top section. It was the best. And now it's nothing. Yeah, I know. Sad. Endless or no Delano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, section three, the goaltending. <sighs> I, I'm interested yeah. to see um, their goaltending, uh, what's his name, Dominic Caspers. Caspers. Yep. I think he's the storyline of this section. Can he lead Marshall to state? Yeah, sure. I'll take that. It's sure. possible. I mean, Marshall returns a lot, other than Mason Plant, who scored you know, 80, <laughs> 85 points last year. But <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they bring a lot, I think, a lot. And you all bring back a decent amount, too, so... Those two, maybe Litchfield, they're always kind of there. Seems like New Alms got the best formula. Yeah. yeah we met their do. coaches last year. Yeah, we did. I just think they got a really good formula for winning. They do. Um, section four, Matamidai. Is there anything else in there? Is South St. Paul? Northfield, South Gentry St. Academy? South St. Paul. Can anybody challenge Montemito? Okay, St. Paul Johnson's okay. There's a lot of okay teams. Johnson can't make it. Johnson can't make it. They're they're dream state, so they're automatically out. They're dream state this year? They're out. Oh. Just get the Sharpie out right now. They really kind of just 
trail downhill on who they chose then. Well, no, I, I just think they didn't want to jinx anybody, oh. so they were like, oh, let's take a team that's got no chance, okay. you know? This is fair. Um, I think it's going to be a great dream state. Because oh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, you know? Yeah. For me, I don't know a lot of these kids from Johnson, no. so it's going to be great to watch. No, and I think Moose Younghands, right, mm-hmm. is their coach. I think he's supposed to be a character. I've oh, never... <laughs> so, say that again. <laughs> so, I, yes. Um, s- section 5, is it as much of a toss-up this year? Mm, I still think Monticello's just based on their student body. You know, you know, they have a 1,000 kids at this school versus the rest of the section's got, you know, 300, 500, 600 kids. Mm-hmm. I think that alone is a, is a competitive advantage in hockey. Yeah. Um, I would argue that whole section knows that. Yeah. yeah. And they're all aware of it. Yes. You know, like, that's a double-A school. Yeah, you know they tell I mean? you every time you talk to one of yeah, them. Yeah, so I think that's part of it. Um, but, you know, you still got to play the games and, and – and again, North Branch is obviously a team I love. I mean, they played in our squirt. These kids all played in the squirtacular in the squirt well, bees way, way more back. YHH stuff. No, but it's fun to see. I mean, kids that are literally in a team without a rink, you know. Um, Carl, is it Pine City's year? Uh, no, no, it's not. Okay, nope. so um, moving on to 6A. Now some real hockey. Now some real hockey. All right. um, is it a three-team race like it has been? I one still team. think it's a one-team race. One-team race. One-team race. Speed's going to be a difference maker, and we just they have so much talent returning for St. Cloud. It's, I don't. No, yeah. He, uh, Alex, Sartell. Good Burgess, teams. Good teams. It would take a lot. They got to beat each other before they play St. Cloud for the section final. Yep. Um, 7A, can Hermantown Mm. finish this year? Yeah. The thing that I'm watching for 7A is they have some pretty good teams in there. Yeah. Eveleth. Eveleth. (laughs) We're going to see a lot of Eveleth this year. Yeah. Eveleth, two elite league kids, solid seniors. This is going to be, yeah, I'm interested to see if damage can be made around Hermantown for them to get nervous again. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. They'll play each other, and we'll see, you know, early on, you know. Yeah, it's an early season game, yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll know well in advance whether Hermantown is fragile or not. I don't think they are. It'll take a lot. Let's put it that way. 8A. Dan. This is probably Man. the best one of the whole sections. Yeah. It's a shame that we won't get to see a lot of this. And we won't get to see the section final because it'll be nine hours away and it'll be on one or of the Or you could just nights. drive to the wrong one like Drew almost did last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's in Grand Forks. <laughs> really? That was the not best. Not Thief River Falls? Yeah. yeah, it's not Thief River. No, it's in East Grand. So. Um, anyways, East Grand looks to be so good, but can Warro topple them? You know, I literally think it's a flip of a coin at this point. We won't know how good they are until the season starts and rolling. East Side, they play a lot of, you know, they play Grand Forks. They they play a much different schedule than Warro. They travel, does, and you really can't get a real good gauge on them. And they they seem to each beat each other in their home rink, so you never know. There's so many home and ho- them and thieves. So the 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 love triangle of just yeah, you know, losses on. 
all of their schedule with one of them. It's so hard to read um, for just a statistic side of it when we're looking at the outside. That's why I want to see East Grand early this season so I can kind of have a visual idea of how they look. Yeah, thing. like like how they look getting off the bus kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. How big are they? How fast are they? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We'll, they have s- we'll see World. Yeah. We'll see World. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see World at the at Hockey Day, so it's so, a good idea. Uh, and I think the World, I think the Hockey Day is a big thing. I know. The Hockey Day curse, you know. It's, these teams that play on Hockey Day end up not making state all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. So that's... That's another question mark for them that I And don't no one know. will write that. Like, if we wrote the article about all the teams that don't make a state, I think we'd be banned from the state tournament for life. Well, we'd probably be banned. That from wouldn't take much for that. I wouldn't have to even write that to get banned. Okay, we're not going to talk about this stuff. <laughs> you have anyway. to become punch-locked and goofy. That's now. right. Okay, so that's kind of how we got on the classes side. I'm going to give a quick rundown of just some players to watch for for a quick Mr. Hockey. Oh, we got Mr. Thing. Hockey only, right? Because we're not talking. I'm juniors only talking or seniors. I'm okay. only talking seniors. This is not. No one get people. hurt out there if your name's not called. This is in no particular order. But if we were to start, no, this is in no <laughs> particular order. Why Kaiser for Andover. Jake Boltman, who's coming back for Edina. Both of those are defensemen. McLeason, forward from Creighton. Blake Biondi, forward from Hermantown. Jake Persini, forward from Buffalo. Carson Rickles, forward from Blaine. Um, Nate Schweitzer, defenseman from Benilde. If you haven't seen Nate Schweitzer mm-hmm. play, you'll, you'll be impressed this year. Mason Wheeler for Rosemount, who's, who will be a stud to watch. Um, Johnny Middlestad. For Eden Prairie, forward. Jack Smith, Nate Warner, both forwards for Cathedral. Blake Messenberg, forward for Benil. Johnny Myers, forward for Egan. Shane Lavelle, forward for Chaska. Teddy Lagerbach, forward for Tonka. Luke Crone, forward for um, Andover. Zach Michaelis, forward for uh, Elk River. Ben Dexheimer, defenseman for Blake. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a pretty good list yeah. of chunk of names okay yep. most of them are committed um for the goaltenders we talked about a couple of them um remington keppel for hill murray hudson hodges for moorhead those are you're probably those are the two he listed yep um dominic caspers for marshall he had a very good elite league um yep. something to watch watch his numbers he'll put up some very good numbers this year and carter clafton for grand rapids is also a very good goaltender he's been at grand rapids for like 11 years um, high school grand rapids goaltenders tend to stick around for a couple years except for um sex day school right yeah right. but most of the time um they'll start sophomore goaltenders and they started zach as a sophomore right as a freshman i want to say yeah sophomore. sophomore uh so yep um that's kind of that's all i have for is that today. it for the show it's a pretty short one it's like an hour and 25 minutes this is our longest show of the year. Always is. Um, sorry if the sound quality, we're going to work on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. We, we had some. We only spent two hours on it beforehand. Yeah, it, it took a while for us to get to this level, but yep. we're going to work on it. Um, then a shout out to the Red Black League. Yeah, huge shout out to those guys. Uh, we'll be here all year. Uh, if you like the show, you'll hear about the Red and Black League. You'll hear about maybe some other sponsors uh, coming out of the program as as the year goes along. Uh, huge shout out to Carl for 
uh, putting up with us uh, as we've pro- we're getting this show produced. Uh, shout out to Drew for helping us uh, getting the show put together, and of course to Danny uh, for uh, being patient and uh, being the heart and soul of our show. For uh, you guys, I'm Tony Scott. We'll see you guys around the rink. I've got Ferraris, Maseratis, drive all over the place. I drink martinis, never seen these looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. When it comes to-